Hello. May the love and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ bring you to everlasting life. Welcome, my brothers and sisters. I'm very excited to bring to you today the uh, book of St. Matthew. I have um, been studying the first two chapters of St. Matthew, and basically my question to you is when you read scripture, do you allow scripture to speak to you? Meaning when you read the first line or the first verse in any of the books of the Bible, do you allow it to penetrate deeply into your heart, into your mind, and into your soul? And do you receive a certain message, a certain gift from God speaking directly to your heart? I think it's very important that we as Christians take the time to understand scripture and try to break it down to the very best of our ability of how it speaks to us. So this is what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the book of St. Matthew and we're going to talk about um, how this particular book in the Bible teaches us all we need to know about Jesus. So when I read the first two chapters in the book of Matthew, I personally was filled with awe and excitement. It was, this, it was as if I was called through this reading to remember the ancestors of our Lord, all 14 generations. And I smiled and I started to think about my own ancestors and how we, like them, are related we are grafted into this life as one family. Then we go on to share the story documented of the birth of Jesus and where and how it took place. I thought of my own birth and I thought of the life of my mother and my father and our entire lineage of ancestors beginning with all the matriarchs in the family. But in Jesus's case and in his holy mother's case, she was the only one who was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Not too much attention is drawn at this point towards St. Joseph, Mary's spouse, and yet he carried the weight of the world on his shoulders and within his heart a bewildered sorrow. But when the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, he was told not to become fearful, but to embrace the gift of Mary and marrying and conceiving in her womb the Holy Spirit. A son shall name Jesus. He was forewarned, Joseph, that Jesus will come and save his people from their sins. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, for he knew her not until she had borne a son and he called him Jesus. What great faith Joseph and what great inner strength Joseph had to have had in order to carry out this task for Jesus, in order to be the one chosen as, as the father of Jesus. I can imagine the grace that God had placed within his soul a grace that no other man in the world would be chosen for this particular assignment, if you will, to be chosen among many to carry out this important task. 
he bestowed upon him. God knew all along he would be a great father. He would understand through the power of the Holy Spirit what God intended for his life. That's why St. Joseph is chosen for us as Catholics, as Christians, as the saint of every family. Joseph gave Jesus and Mary his Magnificat, his yes, to serve the Lord in this reverent capacity and relevant capacity, to fully trust and not to be in God's way, but only accept what God was asking of him. And he did it, and when he was reconfirmed by a visit of an angel of the Holy Spirit through prayer, this solidified Joseph's acceptance. God gave him a great sign, and he must have been filled with trust and relief in knowing this was and is God's will for him to be the father of Jesus and to become the husband of Mary. It took a great leap of faith, and Joseph trusted fully in God's plan and remained true to God's request as a father, as a husband, and as a role model for all of us and all families to trust beyond our circumstance and not question our Lord, but trust that he knows exactly what is truly best for us, even when we do not know what is best at all. In chapter 2, The Visit of the Wise Men, the three wise men on blind faith traveled to find Jesus in Bethlehem during that time of King Herod. They wanted so badly to see Jesus, to meet him. To me, it is as if God divinely inspired the wise men to be present at, during, or after the birth, or all the above, for the king. When we walk with great faith in Jesus, and when we commune with him, he is powerfully present within us, guiding us always in the truth and confirming the direction that we were meant to follow. Obviously, they were very obedient in following Jesus to the end, and in the end, they did find him. The chief priests and scribes inquired, where the Christ was to be born, and a prophet wrote for you shall come a ruler who will govern my people. Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them the time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem to go and search for the child, and when you find him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. When the wise men saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. Then they entered into the presence of Mary with child, and they fell prostrate and worshipped him. Opening their treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the wise men were all warned in a dream to tell Mary and Joseph not to enter, to return and depart another way. The heart and the soul and the mind of the wise men were fulfilled with great trust in our Lord. They wanted to protect Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. They forewarned them about Herod and traveled away from him. All of these special prophetic messages were expressed to the angel of the Holy Spirit. And through the three wise men, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were always protected by the prophetic, by the prophets of what was yet to come. Jesus and our Lord God spoke divinely to his holy ones, guiding Mary and Joseph and Jesus on their way. This, my brothers and sisters, these were God's vessels, the three wise men. The escape into Egypt, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, 
Rise, take Mary and Jesus, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child and destroy him. Oh, the great concern, the heart and mind of Jesus in his humanity must have been racing, and yet at the same time he fully knew he needed to follow these directions in order to protect Jesus. He remained there until Herod's death. The Massacre of the Infants In furious rage, Herod knew he was tricked by the three wise men, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem who were two years and younger. The voice of Herod in Ramah. The voice was heard in Ramah, wailing, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be consoled. The return to Egypt, Herod dies, and the angel returned to St. Joseph, rise, take the child and mother, and return to Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. Archelaus reigned over Judas, reigned over Judea, son of Herod. Joseph feared going there. Forewarned in a dream again, Joseph returns to Galilee in a town called Nazareth. Spoken by the prophets, he, Jesus, shall be called the Nazarene. It, it's amazing to me how many times the angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph. He had the holiest man to be, have been chosen as the father of Jesus and to receive all these prophetic messages and to be obedient to what God was asking. So at this point in time, I call on the, this wonderful Saint Joseph to be our protection and to be called upon as the saint of our time to protect us and our families from the evil that is going on generations later. Just like the time of Herod where babies were being killed, the only difference is babies are now being killed in the womb. We have to pray away this intrinsic evil and I call upon Saint Joseph, the patron saint of families, to help us in this war against the evil that is being done to this generation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Saint Matthew, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Amen.